The NHL offseason is underway, and so is the Edgeware Cruise. So, with that being said, we're going to take a look at what teams are going to do this offseason leading up to the draft, free agency, what trades they're going to make, and the first team that we are looking at here, the Montreal Canadiens. What does Kent Hughes do, and will Pierre-Luc Dubois be a Montreal Canadian? The NHL offseason is underway. We wrap up the 2022-2023 season with the Vegas Golden Knights winning their first Stanley Cup in franchise history. It only takes them six years. Moreno, I'm sure you know we're feeling for the pain here sitting as Leafs fans and Habs fans of the Golden Knights fans who had to wait that long-dreaded six years to finally see the Cup be hoisted. But nonetheless, it's time for us to move forward and look ahead at the 2023-2024 season. So we're going to start to break down here on the Edgework HQ YouTube channel. Different off-season plans, the way teams are going to go about things. What free agents are they going to sign? What RFAs are they going to bring back? What potential trades could they make this coming off-season? So we're going to go through a bunch of different teams leading up to the draft, leading up to free agency here on the Edgework HQ YouTube channel. You're not going to want to miss any of that. Make sure to subscribe here so that you get notified every time these videos come out. And as always, when we look ahead to some of the futures prices, we're going to look at the Pinnacle Sportsbook, and that's because Pinnacle is the world's sharpest sportsbook and available to bettors in Ontario. You can find out what bettors have known for decades. Pinnacle is where the best bettors play. You must be 19 plus in Ontario please play responsibly not available in the u.s so make sure to check out pinnacle as we pull up these futures prices throughout the course of the summer and we look ahead to next season and if you do want to sign up just click the link in the description of this video as well you can scan that qr code that you see up on the screen there but moretto starting here today we're going to look at your montreal canadians what their off-season plan is different guys that you want to bring back and we've obviously seen some rumors out there circulating about players who might be interested in heading to Montreal this offseason but before we look ahead to next year I just want some quick takeaways on this past season for the Habs uh in your eyes was it a success in terms of what they set out to do this year not necessarily I don't think they uh I mean they could have finished a little bit lower or you know if they weren't going to get the necessarily a top two or three pick then maybe you could have you know, got more time for your, your good guys, uh, for your young guys and, you know, a bit more experience for them. And obviously like injury, the injury bug hit them kind of hard. So like, yeah, I mean, only having like half a season for Caulfield, um, Doc missed a lot of time after he was, you know, really having a nice start to the season. He didn't get to play, I think more than like 60 games. Um, you know, I, I mean, just up and down the lineup, they were missing so many guys, uh, obviously like even, you know, stuff like Monaghan and Joel Edmondson, guys like that getting hurt. Uh, impacted their ability to, you know, maybe make some trades at the deadline. So, like, things didn't necessarily go as according to plan for the Habs. Um, it was kind of a kind of a mess season overall. But, hey, the future is bright. The prospect pool is looking pretty good. Our boy Cole Caulfield just signed long-term. Um, very selfless, very selfless kind of uh, player, kind of guy you want on your, uh, on your roster. You know, I think some other guys can take notes of uh, what just happened there. So, Nice to see. And um, yeah, on to bigger and better things in 23-24. Uh, All right, let's look ahead to 23-24 now. So we're going to pull up Cap Friendly. We're going to use the armchair GM function to build this out. So for those wondering what's going on with the cap space and all that kind of stuff and roster sizes, this is the functionality that we're going to be using to build out these teams. So if you do want to use it yourself, I will include the link 
to the cat friendly interactive armchair GM in the description so you guys can go and click through and build these teams out yourself. But currently this is what we're looking at from the Habs going into this off season, sitting here right now with $11.2 million in cap space. You got a roster size of 20. So right away here, Moretto, let's look at who do you want to bring back? Let's put on our Kent Hughes hats. Who do you want to bring back to this Habs team next year? Who is a UFA? Uh, in terms of UFAs, I think we're looking at guys like Alex Belzeal, Jonathan Drouin, uh, Chris Tierney, Byron Monahan. Like, I'm not dying to bring any of those guys back. Um, I think if something made like total, I mean, Byron's pretty much like seems like kind of a career over sort of thing for him, which is really unfortunate. But uh, Drouin, you know, definitely needs to move on to, uh, you know, needs a change of scenery. Monahan, I mean, maybe if it makes sense, but like, I don't really think that. He makes sense for the Habs. Um, you know, if the dollar figures kind of work out, sure. But, like, I'm not doing that. I'm looking more towards the RFAs here where I will yeah. bring back uh, Raphael Harvey-Pinard, who had a very, very nice audition with the team this year. Uh, 34 games, ended up with 20 points, 14 goals. I think he's kind of earned himself a spot in that middle six next year on that second or third line. And, uh, you know, as an RFA, I think if you can bring him back on a uh, – on a one-year deal to sort of keep that control so he can be an RFA again at the end of next season, kind of give him a full year to see what he's worth before agreeing to maybe a longer-term extension um, and keeping right. him under team control. I'll give him, like, one year, maybe, like, you know, uh, 1.25 or something like that. I think that's that's something that's about fair. All right, so first restricted free agent signing that we're going to bring back here, we're going to look at uh, – Harvey Pennard, who basically came in and was uh, the second coming of, um, I don't know, well, Austin Matthews, Steven Stamkos. He was an insane goal scorer when he hopped in there. Is that what everyone in Montreal was saying? Yeah, I don't know. He had his, uh, his like, David Deharnay moment where he kind of came out of nowhere <laughs> and, uh, and, and appeased our, uh, the, French, the French fans who uh, got to have a nice homegrown talent make some nice contributions. Okay, so now we're down to $9.975 million of cap space here. We got a roster size of 21 now. Uh, any other RFAs that you're looking at bringing back uh, on this list? You got uh, just a few there that you were going to talk about in terms of maybe some bigger name guys, if any of these that right. you want to bring back. Yeah, I'm sure like, you know, Teasdale and Stevens, guys like that will be brought back for Laval and stuff. But, like, I'm not too worried about that in terms of this exercise. Um, in terms of this exercise, though, Jesse Elonen, uh, I think he'll definitely, definitely bring him back. Um, 23, so you can give him a two-year deal and still keep him under team control as an RFA after that. So uh, maybe like two years, a little under a million, like, you know, 950, 925, something like that. Um, we can say 950. All right, so there you go. Two-year term, 950. I'll sign him back. Any other RFAs, or is that kind of it for what you were looking at from this team before in the list that we had? Yeah, I think that's it for me. Um Gurianov could have been like potentially uh, interesting, but I just, I don't, I think they have enough forwards and enough young forwards to where I don't want him coming in and taking a roster spot over someone. I want to leave some roster spots yeah. open for guys to potentially earn their way onto the team this year. Um, and, you know, to, to bring back, he's not so much a veteran, but to bring back guys like him or Monaghan, it's just sort of, working against that. So I want to make sure we leave some spots open. So I think I am going to, to call it there. And, uh, Ilonen and Harvey Pinard will be brought back and, and that's about it for me. 
All right, so currently looking at the roster, we're at just over $9 million in cap space. We've got the roster size of 22 right now. Now let's look to make some of our bigger moves. You're going to enter the free agency market. Who are you starting with? Who's the first person, who's the first agent that you call because you're looking to sign them to the Montreal Canadiens next season? Um, how about before we get into free agency, I want to make a trade or two here. Something that oh, uh, maybe can set themselves up for... Uh, for for a little uh, interesting summer um okay a guy that uh has his heart set potentially on playing in montreal a guy who i think that if you are the habs you absolutely have to explore um if it makes sense you know if you can look I, there's rumors obviously we're talking about purely Dubois. there's rumors about <laughs> him wanting like nine million eight years you know eight by nine i think that if he wants nine per year you walk away but if you're able i mean i just because that's his ask, I don't think that's necessarily what he'll get. Um, I think if you can talk to him and, you know, about staying in Montreal long term and come to terms on like an eight by 8.25 or something like that, um, I'm okay with pulling the trigger. Uh, big body, like kind of like a Suzuki type player where he's very responsible defensively, um, good scoring, you know, not like great scorer, but like he has that offensive upside too. And He's also just, you know, a big body playoff player. Like uh, we saw what he did against the Leafs and, you know, in the bubble. And he's had some some nice playoff moments. I think his kind of style makes sense. Um, he's the type of player for a Habs team you should probably want to bring in. And if, you know, if the cost is right, I'm uh, I'm doing it. And I think if you can get him for a package, let's say, where – Maybe like you obviously you're gonna have to give up a first round pick. So let's say you're gonna you're gonna trade Florida's first round pick, um, which is the 31st overall pick. And now I am going to look here at maybe trading like a Josh Anderson, um, okay. a guy who you know maybe is somewhat coveted for you know his size and all that, but you know maybe not the best contract. But like I think if you can offload him in a deal like this where a team like Winnipeg could be very interested in that because you're not necessarily looking to rebuild if you're the Jets, right? You're still looking to contend now. You're a team that has a hard time attracting free agents. So if you're able to bring a guy like Josh Anderson who has term and who's going to be there for a while, I think that that is something that actually kind of makes sense for them. Um, So let's say Anderson a first and – you're going to have to give up a prospect as well. Um, ideally, you can avoid giving up uh, someone like, you know, Owen Beck. Um, obviously, you're not going to, you know, you're not going to touch a guy like Slavkovsky or anything like that. Uh, I mean, maybe like a Philippe Massar. Um, I think Emil Heineman is a guy who would make a lot of sense. He came in and, and had a nice uh, little stint with Laval to, to end the year. And he's a guy who could theoretically work his way onto that Jets roster next year and be a contributor right away. So I think someone like that maybe would make sense. And that's kind of a package you're looking at here where the Jets don't have a ton of leverage. So I don't think they're going to get a massive haul, but you know, you're getting a guy in Anderson who's going to contribute right away. Who's got some good term, a guy in Heineman who could potentially be on the roster next year and was under team control for a while. Um, another big body. And then obviously you're getting that first round pick if you're the Jets. So I think uh, let's do that. And let's uh, let's bring, PLD home. Okay, before I hit submit on this, I have yeah. a question for you. Yeah. As Habs fans, as the Montreal Canadiens, if you're Kent Hughes, you're sitting there, 
you feel you should feel like you have all the leverage in this situation even over Pierre-Luc Dubois himself is there a reason for you to jump the gun and go out and get him this season as opposed to waiting until he becomes the UFA obviously he could be moved somewhere else is it just that you're trying to beat out the market you're trying to beat out other teams from having the opportunity why would you want to advance it this one season earlier before you have the opportunity of getting him as a UFA when he has come out and openly said like I'm not looking to extend here in Winnipeg. And on top of that, I yeah. want to play in Montreal. Right. Um, so obviously I don't know Pierre-Luc Dubois personally, uh, but I, I can't imagine that it's only, it's Montreal or nothing. Um, right. I mean, in an ideal world, sure. Then you have all the leverage in the world. You don't have to give up anything. You can just wait a year. I don't necessarily think that's the case. He obviously submitted, you know, the, it's been reported that he submitted a list of teams that he'd be willing to sign long-term with. Now, whether like it's Montreal and then the other teams here, um, maybe that's the case, but I still do think there are, you know, a number of situations where like he would agree to sign to a long-term deal. So you still like have that where you need to get in before those teams. Um, you're not necessarily guaranteed to get them next year by any means. And right. yeah, I, that's basically, I mean, that's basically why I'm doing it. Also, you know, the trading for him now, you have the option for that sign and trade. You can get him for that eight year deal. You know, you get that term there too. So that's kind of nice as well. All right. So we'll go ahead. We'll submit this trade. Now, Pierre-Luc Dubois is a Montreal Canadian. We're going to have to sign him here, though, now to get him onto uh, onto the roster. So what are we looking at bringing in Pierre-Luc Dubois for? What is the cap hit that you're trying to uh, trying to lock him under? I'm going to try and lock him into a 8x8.25. Uh, All right. So we're going to look for an eight-year deal for him. Uh, now you have the rights, RFA. And you're looking at eight two five uh, yeah. on the eight years. I'd be very reluctant to go higher than that. Um, but again, we're doing this in like a, this is our off season plan, and like not a, not necessarily an ideal world, but like this is what you know. This is how you hope things can work out for for these teams, and that's what I think that if you know if that's what the dollar figures you can get them to agree to, then I'm pulling the trigger on this deal, and I'm happy to uh, to bring him in to you know him and Suzuki to kind of share that you know, top two center roles. You got a kind of a log jam on defense if you're the Habs and especially on that left side where I think Joel Edmondson is a guy that you're going to want to get something for now. He's another guy who could be moved at the deadline too, but with only one year left, I think he's going to be kind of a, and you know, at a very like palatable um, average, you know, 3.5. I think he's a guy who could bring you a bit of an asset this summer and also free up space for, because you're going to have, I mean, you have, uh, obviously Matheson, and then you have Harris, you have Gooley, you're going to, uh, Jack Eye as well, who uh, is going to be on the team. Um, so I'm going to look to move Joel Edmondson. And I think potential landing spot where he would make sense in is uh, Seattle. Seattle doesn't have a ton of guys under contract for next year. They got some RFAs on the blue line. Um, so I'm going to trade him, offload that salary, get maybe a, second or third round pick in return. I'm um, not too fussy either way. If you can get a second grade, I don't think so. I think maybe a third is probably a bit more likely. All right. So we take on the, uh, the Seattle third round pick, Joel Edmondson going the other way. Anything else going on in this trade package here? No, that's, that's good. I'm good with that. Okay. Open up some cap space back to 9.775 mil on the cap space there. And what other moves are you looking to make here now? So, move on from a guy on our left side. 
There is one more trade that I would look to make, but let's first start to put this roster together a little bit before um, before I, I dive into how I want to use that uh, that extra cap space we have now. So Caulfield on the left with Suzuki on that first line um, is pretty much cemented in stone uh, to start next season. So you're going to go Caulfield, Suzuki, and now obviously with, you know, PLD and you still have Dvorak there kind of tough to fit doc in as a centerman. So I'm going to move doc into that first line, right wing role uh, along with Suzuki and Caulfield doc brings a bit of size for them. Those guys, when they were able to play together last year, had a lot of chemistry and that line was really nice to watch. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to reunite those guys, see what they can do, give them a chance on that top line. And then we'll have PLD playing with uh, Slavkovsky and Gallagher on the second line. Let's give, Slaff a couple of, I mean, Dubois still young, but like, I mean, he's been around for a while. A couple of veteran guys, hardworking guys, big bodies that'll help him, you know, sort of free up space. I think that's a really good situation to put Slavkovsky in. Um, hopefully, yeah. he can thrive a little bit more there, given the help he needs. Uh, Pitlick, I, I mean, don't don't care for him all that much. He, he'll be your your fifth centerman probably. Um, and Pizzetta will probably be an extra as well. Uh, bounce back and forth between that fourth line and a healthy scratch. Um, I'm going to put Harvey Pinard where he, I'm going to put him on the third line. I think he's earned a middle six role. Um, and Mike Hoffman is someone I don't care to watch for more than, uh, <laughs> you know, eight to 10 minutes a night if I don't have to. Um, so, uh, and I don't think it makes sense to buy Hoffman out right now. Like you'll free up a little cap space, but you don't need the cap space for anything. Just, just what's the point? Like, just stomach it for one more year. Just keep them there. Um, so yeah. let's go, yeah. Uh, Harvey Pinard, Dvorak, and I guess um, Armia. Uh, could even put uh, Elonen up there with Dvorak and Harvey Pinard. Um, Elonen's kind of earned a bit more of uh, a bit more of that ice time as well. But what I want to do now is with this extra cap space, I want to actually go and make one more trade. And um, kind of similar to what the Habs did last year in – acquiring Sean Monaghan to free up some space for Calgary so they, they could go and sign, uh, you know, uh, whoever they needed to sign. Um, yeah. And I'm going to do that for Washington and I'm going to bring Anthony Mantha, uh, you know, a Quebec boy to Montreal. And I'm going to hopefully get an asset to do that as well. So, I mean, I think, you know, you're going to take what you can get. I don't think you're going to get a first like you did for taking uh for taking Monaghan from Calgary. But I mean, if you can get a second round pick from the Capitals, I think that's great. And you have the cap space you might as well weaponize it right now and, and do something like this. I think that makes a lot of sense. If you give Mantha can, you know, sort of find his game again, then it's a bonus. If not, I mean, it is what it is. He only has a year left anyways. He's a UFA at the end of next season. So yeah. you're not, it's not hurting you too much. So what are we sending the other way for Manta here? So this is one of those, uh, I mean, you can throw, I think, I guess you probably have to throw something in there, but like, it was like for the, for the Monaghan deal last year, it was Monaghan and a first for future considerations. It was basically nothing. So, I, I mean, I'm going to say here, right. let's go Mantha and a, we're going to get a second Washington second and we'll give up like a seventh next year or something like that. I don't know. We're basically just, they're basically paying us a second round pick to take Anthony Mantha. Here's what's happening. Right, so we can we can throw in future okay. considerations here into the trade details. So we'll throw that into the generator. So we're going to take on Mantha, get a 
second, free up some space for them. Now we go back. We're looking at $4.075 million of cap space, uh, looking at a ton of different guys into this roster. How would you fit Anthony Mantha in here? Who's he playing with? I'd put him on that third line with Dvorak and Harvey Pinard. So put him at right uh, right wing there. Um, another big body. Dvorak's a pretty big body as well. And then for the meantime, Ilonen can probably start the season in Laval, but I think he'll be one of the first guys to uh, to be called up. And Armia can round out that fourth line with Evans and Hoffman. And realistically, that like, I mean, it looks like fourth line duties for Armia, Evans, and Hoffman. But like, I think that third and fourth line will be very, you know, similar in terms of ice time anyways. So uh, same, honestly, same thing with that, uh, with that second line, like that second line. I think there's some guys who are interchangeable here and, um, yeah, I think that so Elonen down to the minors, and uh, there's your 14 forwards going into next season. Okay, anything else that we're doing with the defense here? Yeah, the defense, we will uh, move a couple things around just to sort of uh, get the pairings right. Um, I will have Matheson, I mean, People might not love this, but I'll have Baron on that first pairing with Matheson just to kind of shelter him a little bit with a veteran uh, guy in Matheson. And I'll do the same thing for Gooley uh, to put him with Savard on that second pairing. I think you kind of want to, I don't think you want to have Savard and Matheson and then have your, your second two pairings be both young guys. I think it makes more sense to split those guys up. So we'll go Baron, Matheson, Gooley, Savard, and then uh, Jack I. And Jack I will play on the right with Harris on the left on that third pairing. And then Kovacevic and Weidman are your extras. All right. There you go. Uh, and goaltending, leaving this the same status quo next year. Yeah, Montembeau's probably the one. Um, the 1A, he'll, he'll have every chance to, to run with it. I think that they're just going to want to see what they have in him. And um, Ken Hughes made it pretty clear. He'll, you know, he's open to drafting a goalie uh, either late first round, early second round, whatever, with any of their picks. So, I don't necessarily think that Montembeau is the guy in the future, but I think they're going to want to find that out. So he'll probably be the uh, the 1A going into next season, and Jake Allen will be will be that 1B. All right, so there it is. Our final completed roster for the Montreal Canadiens for the 23-24 NHL season. And uh, just pulling this up here, I mean, we're looking at $5 million in cap space that you're going to have to work with throughout the course of the season. Uh, you've got your 14 forwards, a bunch of extra guys. You're looking at uh, defense core with... A bunch of a very balanced defense core when it comes to veterans matching up with some rookies here. Run it back with the same goaltenders. I think that that's a good idea. I mean, locked in at these low prices as well. You've got another year uh, until free agency for Montembeau and another couple and for Jake Allen. But you kind of open this up talking about what happened this season, what the plan was this season for the team, and whether or not that was executed. Now. How do things change going into this coming season for the Habs? What is the goal for the team? What are you trying to accomplish? And then I guess along with that, okay, now you've made some trades, you've signed some guys, you've brought some different people in. How do you manage these assets throughout the course of the season? Are there guys that you're looking to trade at the deadline? Are there guys that you're looking to move on from and upgrade? Or are you trying to be competitive this year if you're Montreal? Yeah, I think you want to be competitive. Um, I don't think the goal is playoffs. I don't think that that's a realistic goal. Um, a lot has to go right for that to be the case. But you want to be competitive. I think, you know, as much as you're still in the rebuild, um, this isn't a tank year. You know, you have a lot of your future pieces on this roster already. 
you want to see guys like Slefkovsky, like Caulfield, like Suzuki, like Doc. Um, you want to see these guys take another step forward and continue in their development. So I think that's going to be very important. Uh, another kind of low-key thing that you're hoping, you're really hoping for this year, I think, is Brendan Gallagher to return to form because Gallagher's coming off a pretty rough season and that contract looks really bad right now. Um, I mean, obviously, he's been sort of plagued by injuries. He hasn't been able to stay healthy. If he can get healthy and, and you know, really contribute a bit this year, you'll feel a little bit better about that contract going forward. Obviously he's a very well-respected and well-liked guy in the locker room and everything, but like you need to see more from him to feel, you know, to feel good about that going forward. Potentially you could even like, you know, I mean, look to move that if, if he's able to show that like, Hey, I'm still a very like valuable NHL player. Um, I'm healthy again. You know, that's obviously something that's very important too. But yeah, in terms of assets, I'd look to move. Um, I think Mantha, Hoffman are the obvious candidates that come to mind if they're able to have some, you know, good starts to the season, good first halves, definitely look to move them for any sort of assets. Uh, same thing with Dvorak, um, kind of don't know how realistic that is. I think the, sh- the ship has kind of sailed there on, uh, on getting anything for Dvorak though. So that's, that's unfortunate, but if you're able to move guys like Hoffman and Mantha, I want to see more young guys contribute. Like that's it. You have guys that are, you know, chomping at the bit for a spot in the NHL. You got guys like Sean Farrell, you got guys like Owen Beck, you got guys like Joshua Waugh. Um, I want to see these guys get a chance. And if you free up roster spaces or if the injury bug hits again, like these are the first guys on your list, um, obviously alone in as well, who are like going to come in and contribute and you want to see what you have in these guys. And, you know, these are guys you're hoping are going to be with this team for a long time. So yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to move, uh, move some of those veterans to free up spots for these guys and, Again, just just keep the turnover happening and, you know, keep this uh, roster chugging along to a point where you're getting all the guys that are going to be there, you know, five years from now, hopefully, uh, you know, starting to play and starting to fill out and starting to see what you have in them. Well, there you have it. There is our first off-season plan for the 23-24 season heading in there. The Montreal Canadiens, what they're going to do this year, starting with a massive trade to bring in Pierre-Luc Dubois and change the future of this franchise. Eight years, 8-2-5, bring in Pierre-Luc Dubois and bring in Mantha for that year. Maybe, maybe just maybe, he fits into Montreal and all of a sudden you've found something in him to be a piece moving forward. But otherwise, this roster stays mostly the same going into next year, continue to build off some of these pieces with a few minor tweaks as well as looking to be able to move on from a couple guys as the season goes on but if you enjoyed the content here today please make sure to hit that like button subscribe to the edgework hq youtube channel we will have plenty more of these off-season previews coming up throughout the course of the summer leading up to the draft leading up to free agency so if you want to see more of this make sure to subscribe here to this channel you can turn on notifications so you get notified as soon as these videos come out but to everyone who watched here today appreciate you taking the time Enjoy the off-season. Enjoy the summers. We'll see you guys soon. Go, have to go.